Keep it he up. who is bitten under the moon by the werewolf becomes he himself a werewolf. What is that from? That's well, from Skyrim. Wolfman, 1944. Oh. <laughs> I actually don't even know if that's the correct uh, phrasing. Well, but it yeah. sounds right to me. It's close enough. Yeah. Anyway, Thank werewolf talk. That's the name of our show. That's it. We're all about werewolves here at we? Hunting uh, Hunting Moons. I don't know. What would be a good hunting people? Hunting fangs? I don't know. Uh, dances with Wolves. Here with uh, here at Dances with Wolves, we're all about werewolves. That sounds like a cool name for a band. Or a movie. Or a book. Maybe all three. Is the, is the movie based on a book? I don't know. What? Dances with Wolves. <laughs> huh? Uh, sure. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Wait, hang on. Is that what we said it was? Yeah. Dances with Wolves? Yeah. My brain is so fucking fried that I don't even know what we just said like two seconds ago. Oh, well, God. Dylan was the one who brought it up. I was. I'm sorry. All of our brains are fried today. Yeah. So what did you say, Dylan? I need to know because otherwise I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Was what it Dances with when? Wolves? When? I'll help, I'll help you go to sleep tonight. I don't know. You said it was the name of a movie and a book and I said... It might not be a book. Sounds like it'd be a name for a good book. Okay. But is that the name? Of the movie? Yeah. Are we talking about Dances with Wolves? There is a movie named that. Yes, there is. Yes. <laughs> okay. How did we get right. to this topic, though? I, I, fuck if I know. Oh. I thought someone said it. No one knows. No, you said it. <laughs> no. Yes, you said it. I did not. You, I was asking what was a good name for a werewolf-related podcast. I don't remember that. I, well, now who's the gaslight king? Apparently not me, because I'm not good at it. Oh, Lord. Anyway. I definitely didn't say it, though. for you today uh on top of talking about dances with wolves for uh an entire half hour uh we will be recounting tons of things including and uh not limited to some media that we've been consuming some video games that we've been playing and uh our our topic of the week which is uh well it's our q3 check-in that's right. We're going to check in on how our uh, yearly challenge is going. We're going to be talking about uh, what our uh, current game of the year uh, kind of is, or at least our individual ones. Um, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah. 
get ready for all of that and uh, ho hopefully more, although I can't be sure. Um, so anyway, uh, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined as almost always by uh, two of the uh, burliest co-hosts. Um, that's right. I am, of course, talking about uh, the people that you haven't heard from in 18,000 years. I am talking about... <laughs> I, I think what read. you heard me say... I can't read. ...is dancing in wool, because we're the sheep, essentially. You know what I mean? Um, and we I didn't consent to that. <laughs> um... <laughs> what i said anyway the two co-hosts dylan gm sniper 2 martin and austin zaku 2 stevens are you is this fucking gundam bullshit it is yeah austin's is. tainted me oh i don't even want to ask how it's going because i frankly don't care Oh, God, fucking goddamn Gundam. You guys are the fucking worst. No, actually, Austin is the fucking worst. Oh, how am I the worst? You tainted that that beautiful little boy that was Dylan. I made him better. You made him far, far worse. This is giving me flashbacks of my childhood. <laughs> By saying that someone tainted you? Essentially, like the whole thing leading up to my parents' divorce at this point. Oh, yeah. oh my! Well, that's good. Oh right my. now, we but like we, that. It's just we I haven't like watched this show yet. Yeah, trauma, Tra hunting trauma dump. Um, but he he introduced me to a video game. I haven't watched an anime or read the manga yet, but it's been it's been good. I'm starting to learn about stuff. I like giant robots fighting shit, especially each other. Giant robots fighting shit is a genre that uh, we all stand around this these here parts. Yeah, it's like got Gundam, got Transformers, and that's pretty much it. <coughs> Just kidding. There's Pacific Rim. There, what yeah, else is there? Uh, uh, I Robotech. mean, what is yeah, that? Robotech. Te technically, uh, Evangelion. Technically, yeah, I am. Armored Core? Yeah. Like I said, technically. Yeah. Uh, definitely Armored Core for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, um, Big O. You guys ever heard of that one? Yeah, I've heard of the Big O. I actually remember watching that on uh, Toonami. I do too. I remember waking up at 2 a.m. as a child. And it was just on. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and, like, good sleep, wake up at 3 a.m., and I just and the the only thing that pops in my head is Boba Bo 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 Bo, and that's from the fucking Toonami days. I miss that show. And so it much. is burned in my head. I never watched but like a single episode, and I was like, this is absolutely not for me. That show was truly ahead of its time. It what was not? What show was that? Bo Bo Bo. I have never heard of that before in my it's life. It's the black dude, giant giant yellow afro. He fights with his nose hairs. I have straight up never heard of that before There's in my life. No I'm not even lying. I'm so glad that if you, you never... you watched Tsunami in the early 2000s, you know what it is. Makes me genuinely uncomfortable. 
That is one of the worst things I've ever heard in my entire life. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. And the name is fucking stupid. Yeah, but it has a bop at the intro, though. Because no. it goes bo 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 It does. It very much so does. He's not kidding. No, I'm not. That sounds like so much fun. I can't tell you how much fun that sounds like. It's probably a, That's probably the reason I don't even like anime. It's just because every time I try to watch something, I just get that stuck in my head. <laughs> that one show really ruined it for you. Yeah. And it's funny because that show was meant to be a parody of anime. It's literally just a mashup of like a thousand different references that it makes fun of. I that wish sounds I could, yeah, awful. Nope. Yep. It's not good. It's nostalgic, though. <sighs> Those early 2000s tsunami days. Yeah, but shout oh, out you... Zatch Bell, though. Remember that? Zatch, Zatch Bell's Bell? coming back. What? They just announced a reboot like a couple months, a couple weeks ago. Cool. What is Zatch Bell? That rings a bell. Little it's fucky little, dolls. Yeah, they're like little dolls, and then like the, their human partner has like a spell book that it reads spells out of, and then the doll oh. has incense spell. Interesting. Cool. Okay. That one was pretty cool. What else is on during that time period? Man, you guys are talking about, like, stuff that appeared way later than, like, when I was watching Toonami. I mean, Master. what were you watching on Toonami aside from, I mean, like, Dragon Ball? I was watching shit like Gundam Wing, uh, Sailor Moon, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Z. Um, I remember the Big O. I remember... Um, Inuyasha. Inuyasha, yeah. Ghost in the Shell, Standalone um, Complex. Uh, that I actually never uh, saw on Toonami. That was something that came really? to like later. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I remember. Uh, what was the name of that show? Oh gosh, it's gonna kill me. Zoids, maybe. Yeah. I just oh, remember yeah, yeah. it was like gigantic, um, like mechanized like tigers and shit. Yeah, Zoids. Yeah. Bro, I fucking love Zoids. That Someone help cool. me. It's not Zoids, it's not Lego, it's not Gundam, it's fucking you Bionicle? Them, Thank you. I was going to have what? a stroke. Bionicle just, was actually a Lego property. I don't know if you knew that or not. I didn't, but I was really starting to panic because I knew they existed, but I couldn't exactly remember what they were called. Bro, those movies were lit. Never saw them. I just remember they're building so them. so good. Well, they're not good, but as a child, you're like, okay, this is pretty cool. Ah, this is cool. Like, wow, I like this. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, didn't didn't Ava air on Toonami at that in that time period? Uh, I don't ever remember seeing it, but I could be wrong. I know it's aired on Toonami at some point, but I I don't know when. I, they might mm -hmm. have gotten it. They tend Toonami kind of tended to get everything a little bit later, and by a little bit later, I mean like a lot later. So I miss those days. Been like 2004, 2005. Me God, too, man. I really took advantage of that time. No, I took for that time period for granted is what I should have said. It's like didn't we all easier days? Yeah, maybe. It's like Josie yeah. in the car the other day. She was like, "Dad, I can't wait to be an adult." I almost started no. crying in the front. And yeah. I was like, "You don't even nope. know." What you just said home. You don't. You, you have no fucking clue. You do not want that. It's Slow. Not fun your role because it's going to happen before she knows it dude the the thing that sucks about that sort of mentality as like a kid is that like you think 
oh, I'm older, I can just do whatever I want. I don't have a nap time, I don't have school, you know, whatever. It's like, mm-mm. Nope. nope. It's like, it that's works. my issue, is like, I have no time. Yep, anymore. exactly. Zero time for anything that I want to do. No. I might get to sit down and play a game or watch an episode of a show for a little bit, but I don't have an infinite amount of time anymore. When I was a kid, it's like I would get a game on Friday and I would be done with it by Monday. Yep. Now, as Literally. an adult, I get a game and it's like, okay, I can probably play an hour now and then maybe get the next hour in, I don't know, sometime in the next three or four months. Right. It's <laughs> like you'd get a game on a Friday and it's like, we're staying up 24 hours. We're going to play the shit out of this game. And oh, now yeah. the thought of that even hurts. It does, dude. dude. Late night fucking goddamn all night video game. Like sleepover type situations were the yeah, fucking parties best. and shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Those were the days. Now my late night gaming ends at the absolute latest two in the morning. Like the absolute latest. Bro, that's still later than me, homie. I'm asleep that's on the couch by eleven forty five. The only time that happens is if I have to work until late at night and then I come home and I refuse to just not have any type of happiness in my day. Yeah. So, you know, drugs and games. Drugs and games. Uh, you know what else is cool? Uh, Besides this podcast drugs and that games? we should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> we just... Yep. We just did some things. Uh, Austin, um... No. Not Austin. Dylan? I, I, dude, I know. Like, I, I... I'm so disappointed in you. It. If you knew how disappointed in myself <laughs> I am... I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I know kidding. you're just doing your best. God, Austin almost cried from that because I I needed to hear that. Like I'm genuinely trying my best right now. I have never been this busy at work. I have a ton of shit going on in my personal life. I just got into a car accident. I fucking have to provide for my fucking family and dogs. It's like I don't have any time. It's like Josie, you precious little thing. Enjoy your childhood. Enjoy, enjoy it while it lasts. lasts yes i i go to work i go to the gym i come home i eat i pretty much go to bed and rinse and repeat oh man what a life i love that for you i do not <laughs> love that for me somebody fucking does yeah uh well you know two episodes also- down on house of the dragon too i haven't even fucking caught up on that well damn that's unfortunate i i watched the last time i was on this show i watched the episode that came out that week and then i haven't watched another one since well damn that is truly unfortunate for you yeah anyway well uh so yeah i do nothing (laughs) yeah i you know (laughs) me too you do a lot. You're actually committed to watching fucking 31 plus movies. Yep. Yep. I sure am. Uh, yeah, we're going to, I have a list of 31 movies specifically for us to get through, but I think that it, if I can make it happen, I don't know if, uh, if I'll have the time, but if, if I can make it happen, I'm going to be watching more than 31. Cause, um, I want to go see smile and, uh, as much as I hate myself for fucking saying this and probably going to put myself through this, 
Uh, I'm probably going to see Halloween ends in theaters. So. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking time to be alive, man. My favorite fucking horror movie has prompted one of the worst goddamn franchises of all fucking time. Just just gonna watch that shit at home. Yeah. Oh, is it coming to Peacock? Yeah, it's coming to Peacock. Same day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I no, I pay for the fucking Regal Pass. Is what I'm saying. I won't buy a ticket. It's fucking free. Well, it's not free. I pay for it, but still. How much is the Regal Pass? Uh. For me, it is $23 a month uh, after tax. But I can see, like I said, I can see as many movies as I want. Um, I get discounts on the concessions and uh, things of that nature. So it's um, worth it for me. The thing that bothers me about that, that's really good because I do know you go to see enough of those movies to make that count. But you saying that you get a discount on, you know, cons- whatever, that just brings it back to, like, a normal default price that you would go to, like, a gas station and buy it for. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you're not wrong. Like, a <laughs> fucking a small drink is, like, fucking $6 or some shit. <laughs> like, but, I would go to the one f- uh, up here next to Best Buy or whatever and um, get a just a nice large bottle of water. And I swear to God, that shit's $10 or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the thing that's like, I like, okay, man, we're getting way off topic, but like the thing that sucks about that in particular is that the reason that they have to charge the like six and $7 a bottle of fucking water is because they don't see anything from box office receipts. So in order to get like any sort of money, you know, they have to fucking charge like an arm and a leg for concessions. And like, if there was a, a a better split, then maybe it wouldn't be as big of an issue. But, like, they seriously get, like, maybe, like, 5% of box office receipts. So if your movie made, like, a million dollars, what's what's 5% of a million? It's, like, what, 50000 You get $50,000 yeah. off of a million dollars? Like, that's fucking insane. You should get way more than that. Because you're housing the movies. Like... You're the whole reason that people are being able to see them. Like, you should get more than that, but... How long until theaters are dead? I hope never, but... You know... We'll see. I'm going to stop asking questions. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh... Yeah, so... Uh... We're on day 11 of the uh, 31 Days of Halloween, and I have yet to miss a day. So, I have... Managed to successfully get in one movie every day, uh, which is fantastic. And uh, last night we watched a little movie called uh, Tragedy Girls that, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, so the basic premise of it is that you have these two girls who are um, in high school, and at the beginning of the movie they trap a... A serial killer, um, someone kind of in the vein of like a Jason or a Michael or what have you. And they trap him and they're like, we need you to teach us the ways of doing this because uh, if you do, or like if you can teach us, then what we're going to do is we have a blog, it's called Tragedy Girls. 
you go to that blog and we're going to report on you and 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 or we're going to report on these crimes or whatever and um and we're going to become famous off of it so more or less the uh to not be so um i guess uh blunt about it or whatever the big thing uh behind the movie or at least the the main theme that i took away from it was sort of this like uh exploitation of tragedy um and how the media and social media in general kind of breeds that in in us uh like i know a fuck ton of things that i have seen online where people are like reacting to shit that like why are you reacting to this this is kind of like gross and exploitative but you know anyway um and it is a lot of fun it's gory as hell uh it i had a lot of fun with it the the lead actresses are really giving it their all i loved both of them um the uh one of the girls is actually um the love interest from uh tick tick boom um wait a minute wait a minute uh but yeah yeah no it's um what was her name uh fuck i don't i don't remember it's been a while since i've seen that hmm hmm uh, but yeah, uh, she's in it. She's, she's fantastic. And then the girl who's opposite of her is really fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I, I just genuinely really liked it. It was very funny. Um, sometimes the jokes didn't land and, uh, I, it was only like 98 minutes. I think, I think like an hour and 38, like I kind of felt like it could have been just a tad bit shorter. Like the, the subplot with, well, maybe it's not even really a subplot. Maybe it's just like explicitly the plot with, uh, the capturing of the, uh, the serial killer. And then like, um, kind of like the things that happen with that, uh, towards the end of the movie, they, I really feel like, um, that the ending to that maybe could have been handled differently and they could have just cut cut that out of the movie altogether and made it a little bit leaner and a little bit uh I don't want to say more fun but like just just I don't know made it uh a little bit more um I don't even want to say accessible just shortened it up a bit gave it a little bit more brevity I don't know um but overall I I, I really enjoyed it I thought it was uh, very fun and, um, had a, had a real good time with it. So yeah, uh, it's on shutter. It's also available on, uh, Amazon prime through, I think it's called like freebie or some shit like that, uh, with ads. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a good time. Check it out. It's kind of a crazy concept. I know. Right. And and you said you got me. You said serial killer, but then you related him to like a Michael or a Jason. Yeah, yeah. So is he a monstrous or is it just like a a Dahmer? 
it's it's I think closer to the like the monstrous side of things where okay um he for sure is like made in the vein of like someone who's more more monster than man but okay. still very much like a man he died uh well that i guess i already spoiled that he dies at the end of the movie and the way that he dies is very quick and easy it's not like you fucking cut off jason's head and the motherfucker's still alive and shit you know right so yeah does he die like with the possibility to come back in the future <laughs> oh no no he's dead. okay he's dead dead <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's it's uh it's a good time i like it uh check it out cool. or no you know whatever float your boat uh speaking of the stuff that we were talking about earlier <laughs> gundams yeah. uh gundam the witch from mercury uh didn't you talk about this like a couple weeks ago i did i talked about the prologue uh ah, okay the full series started not this sunday but last sunday um i have not watched episode two yet i have just seen the first episode and i i don't know how i feel i'm not gonna lie so that first episode hit us with like a government conspiracy where they fucking just slaughtered all the researchers that were trying to design this prototype and then it like fast forwards a couple years and like the main character is now attending a like pilots academy where every problem uh, this is so stupid it it feels like Yu-Gi-Oh GX in a way that I don't want it to and I I know that doesn't make any sense but it's like the, basically all the problems between student, students in the school like any arguments or disagreements are all solved by like combat they're solved by like mock battles that's fine that's not what i'm upset about i i kind of fucking hate that the first time we get a like real female protagonist it's a fucking schoolgirl story like why like i don't but aside from that i don't really like where the story feels like it's going um, I'm hoping it gets a lot more serious and the stakes are a little raised because, like, this is not this is not what I want to see out of a uh, out of a mainline Gundam entry. Mm. Um, but I don't. It, it looks really good. It, it's fucking beautiful. The animation is incredible. The mobile suit action sequences are so wonderfully fucking animated that it it does kind of balance it out a little bit. I can kind of look past how stupid the fucking story is. Uh, But essentially in the first episode, uh, the main character, her name is Saleta, and uh, she meets a classmate who is having trouble with uh, another dickhead classmate that basically beat her in like a mock combat and is like, oh... Now you're my fiance, so I'm just going to treat you like dog shit. Oh, boy. And treats her like shit, basically just makes her feel like an idiot, rips her down, and then the main and then the girl says, okay, well, I'm going to fight you again to try to win my freedom back. Doesn't work. So then, of course, the main character steps in in typical Gundam fashion, pilots this mobile suit for the first time in front of everybody, and just completely kicks fucking ass. 
and then she gets fucking arrested because they're like, oh, hold up. Like, this this was from that colony that was supposed to have been erased, and this Gundam wasn't supposed to ever exist. So now we got to figure that out. And that's kind of as far as I've gotten. Um, <clears throat> and to get on a soapbox a little bit, because this does make me really fucking upset, um, I've seen a lot of discourse on Twitter and Reddit about uh, Gundam fans shaming this series for having its first seemingly gay uh, protagonist. Because at the end of that first episode, when uh, Soleta does win the mock combat, the girl's like, well, you won, so you're my fiancé, because that's just kind of how it works here. And she's like, oh, shit, okay, cool, I can work with that. It, so we haven't really seen any, like, real signs of romantic interest, which is kind of crazy, because I, I really don't even know what these guys are so fucking upset about. Um... Because there's no, like, real confirmation that that's what's going on. That's just how the story is is set up at the beginning. Like, we don't really know that that's how that's going to work out. But also, even if it does, shut up. It doesn't matter. Like, it's crazy to me that these dudes can go on these fucking apps and they, they can say shit like, Oh, my favorite franchise is woke now. My favorite franchise is, is too political now. First of all... If you, like, Gundam at its core, since its inception in 1979, has been nothing but a giant story about how hatred and bigotry cause nothing but atrocities and disaster. That's what Gundam is at, at its fucking core. So, for you to sit here and literally still be a bigoted piece of shit, you kind of missed the whole fucking point, G. And to say, oh, Gundam has politics now. Gundam has always been fuck. It's a war story. It's yeah, always it's been always political. Been there. Always. That's always been like, how like how can you sit here and put and put yourself on a pedestal and say, oh, this is one of my favorite franchises? How can it be one of your favorite franchises if you clearly don't fucking know anything about it? That doesn't make sense. If you're missing its core fucking concepts and its core messages and meanings, how? That doesn't make any fucking sense. That's stupid. It's dumb. It's a stupid fucking argument. You shouldn't care all that. You shouldn't care as much as you do. Yeah, yeah. I there's a weird subset of anime fans that are just like raging alt conservatives. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, hot. and I I don't understand it, especially when like the funny thing is, so Japan is a is a very conservative country by yes. many, many measures. Mm -hmm. But, like, all of the art coming out of Japan, uh, and anime pretty specifically, is very not conservative and is very um, anti-conservative. Yeah. Uh, and it just baffles me that these people will latch on to uh, these properties that are very specifically talking about the ideologies that these people love but talking about them in a very clear and mm. like bad manner um and they'll still be like oh uh yeah i love this and then like when something is like clearly clearly uh like against like pro I don't know, like trans rights or pro gay people or you know anything. Yeah. They're like, oh, why is it political now? Not everything's got to be political. Like, 
Have you not been watching the entire history of anime? Like, honestly. It's uh, also kind of fucking stupid in the first place to uh, pin any anything like pro-LGBT as being political. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that that's... It, it like, doesn't so make your argument sense. is already dumb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, I am going to stick with the show because it is a Gundam series, so I'm still going to fucking watch it. Um, I do like the fact that it's leaning towards a, what seems to be a mostly female cast. Uh, we did get at, in, in the bit of the second episode that I did see, uh, we did get kind of a quick reveal of who the villain is going to be. And every, every, every single Gundam series that's ever been made always has a, an antagonist with a mask for some fucking reason. It's just a trope that they do and they're never going to not do it. And it's a woman this time, so that's kind of cool. It's never been a woman before that I can fucking remember, so I'm kind of down for that. I'm down for a main, for a female main antagonist. But we'll see. We'll see how it, how it goes. Uh, I also really like the aesthetics of the show. Like, the mobile suit designs themselves, I think, look really fucking cool. And I, I kind of like this whole where every main line is, is having a completely different aesthetic. Because, like, you... I think the last um, the last big mainline series that came out before this one was uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans. Or, I guess, like, mainline alternate universe series was Iron-Blooded Orphans. Iron-Blooded Orphans had a radically different uh, aesthetic as far as the mobile suit designs go than any previous Gundam series has ever have. And it seems like this one's kind of doing the same thing while still keeping the same tropes. Like, the main character unit always being the exact same fucking color scheme, just in different places. Hmm. Um, but it's cool. I'm excited to... I, I, I'm not digging where the story's at so far, but I nevertheless, I am still excited to see where it goes. Hell yeah. Okay. Where are you watching it at? Uh, I believe it's only available on Crunchyroll. Because mm. I'm looking it at it, and I like... I mean, I always say this, but the art's really sick for it. And if I'm going to start playing this game with you more, i got to know about some shit. That is true. Well, I mean, the two of you are welcome to my Crunchyroll at any point. That... Uh, Might take you up on that. Sounded... Because I think Chainsaw Man's going to be exclusive to Crunchyroll. Oh, please don't let that be the case. I think that it is. I'm 90% sure. Yeah, it's exclusive to Crunchyroll. Sorry, Josh. I asked him not to, but here we are. <laughs> well, well, damn it, Mr. Crunchyroll. <coughs> Crunchyroll. Is that like an egg roll? Uh, no, it's a, it's a it, That's a definitely a sushi roll, though. Uh, the, uh, the Crunchyroll, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, like the one with the little... Austin, you don't like sushi. Like the little tempura I, I flakes think... or whatever? Yeah, little crunchy bits on top. Which one of you doesn't like sushi? Mm, I don't think either of us don't like sushi. No, I like sushi. I, I fucks like sushi. with sushi real hard. Do one of you not like fish? Yeah, I don't like fish. Which doesn't oh, okay. make sense. Yeah. No, I know it doesn't make any sense, but fucking sushi's <laughs> rad, dude. Wrap that shit up in some fucking rice and some seaweed and put all those like other sushi. bits in it. I'm not down for that. Yeah, that's just like sh- for that's real, for real, straight raw fish. Raw fish. Like a yeah, bit of rice. Like I don't like that. Nah, dude, I'm not, I'm not that is my go-to <laughs> Wednesday no. platter why? from. Dude, why it is so? Throw some wasabi on that bitch, and it's just 
Mm, yeah. I'm pretty not. sure if I eat any bit of wasabi, I'll have an anal prolapse, so I'm out. That shit well, destroys that me. is about as extreme <laughs> as it could have gotten. But it's also entirely accurate. What? Dude, I, when I was a sophomore in high school, I got bet $20 to... I, I went with a couple friends. Uh, did you do wasabi snooters? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Wait, yeah. why would you do that? First My off, s- what sentence did you just say? Wasabi snooters. Have yeah. you never seen Jackass the movie? Where he snorts the, the first wasabi? One? I don't even know. I've seen the f- three Jackass movies, not the newest one, and I do not remember that shit. So not only did I snort a little bit of it, I also, out of all eight of us that were there, I also ate the entirety of everybody's wasabi. I did all of that for $20, and I have never felt so bad in my entire life, bro. My whole, like, stomach area felt like it was shutting down. Yeah, I, I don't know how you're alive so right now. So much fucking pain, dude. That shit hurt. So, literally. You don't like the taste of so it? Much. I know you don't now from your PTSD, but Josh, you don't like the taste of it? I Fuck do no. like the taste of it. Mm-mm. No, it's too weird. It's like nutty spice. Yeah. Just, but I like how quick it's gone, too, and it just brings out something with the fishiness of it, I guess. I like it in, modern, in moderation. I don't get the dudes that take a whole fucking ball of it and just encase their sushi piece in it. That's fucking okay. gross. Okay, define ball. Like, the, the whole serving. Oh, no, you got my... F- what? For one piece of sushi? Yeah, I've seen people do that. It's fucking weird. I no. usually just take, like, half of that, and then I just put it in some soy sauce, and I just mix it together. I mean, that sounds fire, I'm not gonna lie. I get, it like, is. a little like a little dab on the end of my chopstick, and I put it on the top of my sushi, and I just pop it in the mouth. Yeah, and you just use your tongue to swipe it off. Oh. Use my tongue to swipe it off. Oh, this is getting I see. No, I just chew it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sorry, Josh. I'll stop asking questions. <laughs> this is the episode where we ask questions. Yeah. Yep. This is the learning episode. Uh, like anyway. That toaster strudels are technically ravioli. So are Sh- Pop-Tarts, right? That's what I was thinking of. Pop-Tarts, not toaster yeah. strudels. But uh, that being said, are toaster strudels also ravioli? Oh, they have to be. I would think so. I can't Toaster strudels. any slack for that one. <laughs> Toaster strudels are better oh. than Pop-Tarts. Facts. Okay. You but. are correct. Again, yeah. I can't cut you any slack for that one. Well, good. I don't want you to cut me slack. Shut the fuck up and use the transition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I watched a movie called Slacks. Right, was this was uh, two days ago. And, uh, all right. I need you guys to just hear me out on this. Oh, no. That's not a good okay. start. I don't like when this The starts. movie is about a haunted pair of pants. What? Oh, boy. <laughs> so it's a horror comedy, and it's about uh, a haunted pair of jeans. And this pair of jeans is supposed to be the, uh, the new lead, uh, like... I guess clothing item for this like super stylish designer brand um, called uh, Canadian Cotton Clothiers or some shit like that. CCC. And uh, the um, 
the beginning of the movie kind of shows you how the process of how it's being made and and stuff like that, and then it ends up in their uh, in this one store's uh, back room. They're sort of like back room warehouse where they are going to be the store that launches it and um like that's going to be the product of the season it's supposed to make everyone uh look like they've lost five pounds um and so it is like going to be the big ticket item it's going to be the thing and the uh the thing about it is that um it is haunted because the company claims wrongly that uh, they don't use any sort of slave labor or um, any like anything like that. It's all free trade cotton. It's all organic, and um, you know it's uh, what is it? trade source or some I don't remember what the actual word for it is anyway it's all ethical like their whole thing is like they're making a better tomorrow today because they're doing things the right way uh, which is total bullshit and um, I don't want to give any of the plot away because I I think it's something that you would need to watch to see but the the movie is very funny it's uh, very similar to Tragedy Girls I don't think that the comedy always necessarily lands, but it does what it's supposed to do. And it is a very strong satire, I think, uh, and I'm not entirely sure that you could maybe see it any other way, but it's a total kind of satirization on company ethics and kind of like the complicity of everyone involved. Um, And that goes all the way down to even the customers. Uh, I do think that towards the end it is a little bit toothless with its critique of that uh in particular like the ending of the movie kind of shows the customer side of things um and i don't think that it hit as hard as it could have or even probably should have um but i really enjoyed this movie uh i had an absolute blast with it. It was very funny. There were tons, like just buckets of blood. Like it was wonderful. Um, yeah, I think my only real critique, uh, is that I, I do think that like it loses a little bit of something when it doesn't necessarily include the customers, the way that it, that it maybe could have or should have, because it ends up being, very much the thing that like the internet makes the joke of where like oh it's uh the end of july uh, no more gay you know what i'm saying like th- that joke that everyone says because that yeah. that's what corporations do they're all about like we are so forward thinking and progressive and then they're fucking nike has like chinese children working in factories for 18 hours of a day so then they can make their shoes in cheaper fucking things coke makes all of their coke in mexico because they don't have to pay the mexicans as much money like it's one of those things that it's it's a very much like a a a big critique on that and i really thought that that was good i just wish that it would have gone more 
had more to say about the complicity of us, the consumers, in that. Um, to be fair to, to that point, I do think that it's kind of hard to live a completely ethical life. Like, how do you know 100% for sure that your, your smartphone wasn't made in a child factory? You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, taking that criticism aside, uh, I do think that, um, uh, uh, that it's a good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, um, I thought it was wonderful. Really, really enjoyed it. So. What a fucking wild premise, dude. I thought you were joking. I looked it up. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's about a haunted pair of pants. Uh, that is so crazy. It's a lot of fun. Um, probably won't land for everybody, uh, but it, it did. For yeah, me. I mean, I can't see myself. <laughs> I can't see myself watching it, but it sounds fucking cool. <laughs> well, uh, it's Austin, like the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but specifically made for you. But spe- yeah, literally specifically <laughs> for me. I will. Um, Austin, you've been watching My Hero Academia. Yeah. As always. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> uh, season six just started. <laughs> From the fucking get-go, dude. So, uh, this season has been really hyped up, uh, for a hot minute, uh, because it is, I mean, honestly, essentially, it's the most important arc of the entire series. Um... The, uh, this arc in specific is basically just a giant all-out conflict between all the heroes in Japan and all the villains in Japan. And there's lots of deaths and lots of casualties, lots of fucked up moments that I cannot wait to see animated. And, I mean, starting episode one, the, the animation is miles better than it has been for the last two, possibly even three fucking seasons. Um... And it's just been so, so good. I, I don't know how much more I can say on it because I feel like I've talked about My Hero so fucking much on this show. Uh, but I just, I'm, I'm so excited for this arc. It was, even just reading it and, and seeing some of the, um, uh, seeing some of the art and what happens to some of these characters and some of the more fucked up moments. I mean, th- like, this whole arc is nothing but uh, deaths and major reveals that have everything that happens in this arc has a has such a substantial impact uh on the series moving forward uh essentially after this after this big uh big battle ends um all of japan kind of begins to lose its trust in heroes because they're like fuck like you guys fucked up really bad like this country is overrun like people are having to form militias in their neighborhoods because they don't they don't trust the authorities and they don't trust the heroes to keep them safe anymore and it the whole the the main villain Shigaraki his whole motive this entire time has been to destabilize Japan and and rip its trusts in hero society down and he very much so accomplishes that uh and in a sense he gets the world that even even if it's just for a little while because you know the, we haven't seen how it all ends yet the manga is still going but he he gets what he strived for he gets a a ruined japan that's on on its very very last fucking legs 
Um, and it's it's it, it's very cool. I, I'm so excited to, to see the rest of this arc. Hell yeah. That sounds like fun. Uh, and by fun, I mean uh, wildly depressing. It is. Uh, my Hero's also under a really big controversy right now. People are not happy with this series. Oh, yeah? Uh, basically, in the last chapter of the manga that was released, uh, the author likes to uh, just... at, at on the first page of every chapter is usually just a colorful spread of either one character or multiple characters. And he decided to do a nude character. Oh, like uh, when you say new uh, nude or nude, nude. Uh, as in nude. late naked, naked. Um, and, okay. You know, typically in anime, that's fine. Uh, but it's not so fine when that character is underage. You're fucking kidding. But, so, yeah, give me the butt here. Hang, hang on, yeah, real, real quick. I need, There's I do no need butt. to ask this. Okay, so Japanese standards for like age of consent and stuff like that is way lower good. than than the United States. Like the the culture in Japan is radically different. So is this a situation where we are projecting our American yes. views on this? This is American views being Okay. 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 And like, and it especially blew up on TikTok. Like, there's so many like anime content creators that are like uh, uh, rallying for My Hero to be banned and for people to stop reading it and for American stores to pull it from shelves. But like. Y'all have to understand that manga authors do not give a single fuck what a bunch of Americans on TikTok have to say. They don't care. They just. But do what's not the age care. that we're looking at? Yeah, that's the 15. that was going to be my thing. Fifteen. Okay. I'm still not okay with that. Yeah, no, like it's not personally. That's not something that like no. I would ever be like. Oh no, yeah, no. this is okay. But I it's do okay. understand. Yes. Yeah. No, Correct. I get you. Correct. I'm I am definitely in no way, shape, or form saying that it's okay because it is most certainly not. That is still a high school student, that is still a minor. Um, but at the same time, like I said, Japan does not care about my opinion on that. They they just fucking don't. Um, <clears throat> like Josh said, their culture and when it comes to age of consent is such a radically different thing um, that you know to him that prop. I mean, drawing that probably wasn't it. And also, to be completely fucking honest, I, I, you don't really get to dog my hero for it and then not attempt to dog every other anime that also fucking does it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that's 100% accurate. Like, every anime has fan service, whether you like it or not. It's there, because that's that's just what they do. And I, it's also kind of a weird position, too, because, like, Shonen manga, especially in Japan, it is advertised to teenage boys. It's not advertised to grown men. It's advertised yeah. to teenage yeah. boys. So, I mean, if I was 16 looking at that, it, that's really not that bad. That's really not too big of an issue. But Yeah, that kind of comes being... back to that whole Final Fantasy X thing we were talking yeah. about the other day, where Riku's, uh, like, what, 14 or 15? Exactly. And, like... When I was playing that game, I was 12, so, like, Riku well, was hot as shit to me. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's a weird, it's a weird area, for sure. It is definitely strange. I, it, 
to me also the picture was just distasteful like it just I, I don't know it just even even I don't know it wasn't a good art to me I, artistically it still wasn't even good so I don't know mm. there's no real defense for it but just yeah. a strange situation yeah that is uh, that is mighty uh, but then you have the author mighty of Morphin. Chainsaw Man that pretends to be a 12 year old girl on Twitter so manga yeah. huh? weird yeah, the creator of Chainsaw Man, he has a whole Twitter page where he just pretends to be a 12-year-old girl. Oh. Yeah. I'm not sure what that says about him, but uh, he, maybe there's some repression going on there. He only does it, oddly enough, to advertise his own works. Like, he acts like a 12-year-old girl fangirling over his own art. That's strange. It is strange, isn't it? Isn't that weird? Oh. Manga author, manga authors are strange people. You guys are, you guys are wild. Yep. You guys be doing yep. some weird ass shit out here. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, boy, um, love stepping into that. <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna be uh, honest. I don't know where to go." So I guess let's uh, get to our main topic of the show, which, uh, like I said earlier, is um, we're gonna be taking a look at our uh year to date in gaming basically um where we're sitting at with our challenge uh what we're looking at as far as like we think game of the year is concerned um and uh kind of like what we're looking at for the rest of the year how the rest of the year looks like it's going to be shaping up for us because uh we do have a uh rest of the year so um yeah so i guess the first place we should probably start maybe question mark is um maybe taking a look at uh our challenge see where we're at in regards to the challenge and um and maybe uh figuring out how much more we've got to go with certain things and what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I guess with that said, we're, uh, Dylan, you're, you're our leader on this, on this here spaceship known as the 2022 challenge. Uh, you're done, right? Completely. Nice. Look at you. Okay. Yep. And uh, what did your uh, what did your final? Because uh, I know we we all made various changes to our list throughout the thing. What was your yeah. final kind of uh, set um, thing, so to speak? Fuck, you are putting me on the spot, dude. I have a list. I don't fucking remember. Let me check real quick. Um, God damn, that's a good question. He said, "Shit, hold up." <clears throat> yeah. So fighting was Naruto to Boruto. Thanks, Austin. Um, racing, I wound up <laughs> finishing two, but the one that I did for the challenge was CTR, Crash Team Racing. Um, then I also finished Forza 5, Horizon 5. Okay. Uh, platformer, Crash 4, Metroidvania, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which, emotional game. That one, that one hit hard. Um, open world RPG, thanks to Josh, Elden Ring. Life Sim, very proud of that one, Stardew, because... For as much as I talk about the damn game, this is the first year where I've actually gotten to an in-game state. Um, 
So that was really fun. Um, action adventure, the Skywalker saga, fucking Lego, because I or a through. Yeah, that. Thanks, challenge, Discord, people, Patreons. Uh, roguelike, Colts of the Lamb, FPS, Back for Blood, which I did not even was never on my radar. Then thanks to Game Pass, I was just scrolling through it, saw it, and I was like, let's fuck around with it, and I had a, I had a blast. Um. And then tell me why, which out of all of these, it's, I mean, aside from Elden Ring, it could be tied for Elden Ring for all I care. Tell me why it was definitely my favorite of the ten. Let's take Elden Ring out of that. Damn. It was it was my favorite of everything else I played this year. Hell. And that was it. That, that was my ten. Nice. Okay. Well, fuck yeah, dude. Well, uh, Austin, wh- wh- where are you sitting with the challenge? How's, how's it going He's for you? He's sitting pretty. I'm seven games down. I am so much further than I expected to ever get. But here we are, baby. Please don't stop now. I'm, oh, I'm not. I've been playing the shit out of Forza, dude. Thank um, you. So for 2D platformer, um, I did Sonic Mania. For Dungeon Crawler, I did Pokemon Rescue Team DX. For FPS, I ended up switching to Doom Eternal. Uh, action RPG was Xenoblade 2. Uh, Roguelite was Cult of the Lamb. Tactical RPG was Digimon Survive, and 3D platformer, which is the newest one that I finished, was Sonic Generations. And I think that's the only game on my list so far that I do not like. Not a Sonic fan. Generations? Not a fan. Well, that's not true. I like half of the game. Um, which I half? Think, I think all of the 2D segments in that game, or not 2D, because it is all 3D, uh, all of the classic Sonic side-scrolling segments in that game are awesome. They are so much fun. They are all so well done. But (laughs) the modern Sonic sections of that game handle like complete fucking trash. Holy shit. There were so many times that I was literally just thrown off um, off of the path I was supposed to go down simply because I was moving too fast. Uh, I would just straight up run over the edge or run, somehow run through a fucking, like, loop-de-loop. Like, there was no, the physics in all of those modern Sonic sections just felt so off and so bad. The controls were janky and uncomfortable, and it made boss fights, and that's probably my worst argument with that fucking game, is the boss, is half of the boss fights make no effort to even tell you what the fuck you're supposed to be aiming for and what the fuck you're supposed to be doing. It's just like, hey, figure it out. It's a Sonic. You'll get <laughs> hey, it. you got this. <laughs> Waste like ten lives trying, but you'll figure it out. Uh, especially the final boss, dude. I was on that shit for an hour because I just did not know what the fuck I was supposed to be doing. Mm. Um, granted, was I sober doing it? No, not at all. So that definitely did not help. Um... But it just, it was so clunky and bad. And I'm, I'm glad I got that game out of the way so I just never have to play it again in my life. Um, it's crazy to me that I know a lot of people personally who think that that is the pinnacle of 3D Sonic games. And I genuinely don't understand that sentiment. I don't what would you say is the, is the pinnacle of 3D Sonic? Sonic Adventure. I think every 3D Sonic game after Sonic Adventure is significantly worse. I like Sonic Adventure, but man, that game is dated. Oh, it's dated as fuck. But it, I mean, it's not as buggy as every other 3D Sonic game after it. Uh, I mean, hey, you don't—you're not wrong. 
I mean, I also and surprisingly, a lot of people hate it. Like it, it hurt my heart to see Connie say something negative about it. But I'm, I also think Sonic Heroes is pretty up there. I think Sonic Heroes is a fantastic 3D Sonic game. Uh, I don't think it's the best, but I definitely think it's better than fucking Generations. You know, the uh, only Sonic game I've ever played is the first one. Really? Really? And I only played it on the 360 arcade or whatever it was. Huh. Interesting. I've never been a Sonic person. I think they came out with a collection this year, if I'm not mistaken. That's cool for somebody. Not for me. I'm not fucking buying that shit again. Nope. Um, so the games that I have left are Racing, which will be Forza 5, uh, Puzzle, which will be Catherine. Uh, I will finish that eventually. I don't know why it's taking me so long, despite that game being, I think, no more than eight hours long. Um, I don't know what's taking me so long to knock that off. I just haven't even gotten to it. Um, and then the last one, Josh, we need to have a talk, big guy. Let's do it right here, right now, on the show. <laughs> because I cannot find a working ROM for Lunar 2 to save my fucking life, dude. Every ROM I find is either incomplete or just doesn't fucking work. Josh, can you do me the biggest favor? I mean, it would make... You would be my absolute hero, Academia. Ha ha ha. Alright. Josh, I'm gonna need you to not again. do whatever he's about to say. No, it's fine. Austin, can you go, like, smoke or something real quick so Josh and I can have a conversation? <laughs> So if you're about to choose a new JRPG for him, I think it's only fair that you choose Pokemon X and Y. Now... That's a game I've already finished. Why would I want to do that? First and foremost, first and foremost, doesn't have to be a brand new game. can be anything. Mm -hmm. Just different genre. Second... I think you personally are so jaded that you just need a new insight to Dylan, how the, how spectacular lose, the game. If you want to lose that <laughs> prediction episode, that's fine. If you want to lose by me just not finishing the challenge, we can do that. But see, I think the ball's that in your court, big guy. You, I do like when you call me big guy. You're you're on a trend with that. I, I'm starting to like it. I am. I don't know. Where um. <laughs> where we are. I think that you're going to get so close. You're going to hit 9 out of 10. You're going to have X and Y left, and you're going to be like, I might as well. No, And you know I what? Won't. I think you would because it's such a, it's, it is a good game. It's and not. look, you have a bad game for Pokemon coming out later this year. So once you go and play X and Y, it's going to be like, wow, this actually wasn't that bad in the first place. You know? No, I'm just going to think it's worse. I don't think it's possible. You're pretty Dylan. you're pretty damn zero out of ten on that one. So even if we could replay it and give you a one out of ten, that's progress. You know what I mean? Do you remember in twenty twenty when I played every single Pokemon game all the way? I do. I actually do remember that, yes. Do you remember how I got to X and Y and I played all of forty five minutes before saying, Nope, can't do this again? Sometimes Why you know, is this gonna be any different? Sometimes it takes a couple of hours to get acclimated. No. No, 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 no. No, it's like no, dipping no, your no. toes in doesn't always help. Just jump straight in. Go no. for the full 20-hour experience. You know what I mean? No, sir. I, no, I mean, no, I no. feel JRPG, that's the one. Like, no. can't find a working ROM. There's really nothing else to All play. Right. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know where the hell you're looking for your ROMs because I have two working ROMs of Lunar uh, 2. Son of a bitch. On my, okay, so on the my thing PC. is, he doesn't want to play them, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh 
I do want to play it. I just can't find a ROM that works. I would love to know where you downloaded yours from. Uh, I don't remember, but I can. Uh, I can this find illegal? out. This sounds illegal. It, it's technically illegal if you don't own yeah. the game, but I already own the game. So I, does Austin. Yeah, dude. I have one. Yeah, right yeah. He just I can't just, find I, it, right? That's, yeah. That's, yeah. I just don't have a PS2 or PS1 or PS3 to play it off of. So, I mean, you might as well just add the five. Really had to. Uh, <laughs> sting him, oh didn't gosh. you, Dylan? You just had to go for that one. Well, uh, I mean, with, with that said, here's here's what I propose. Um, I propose not doing what? any of that. <laughs> uh, no, listen, if uh, if it is a hassle, I I don't know. I looked in my uh, in my garage where all my old stuff from my old apartment is and i can't seem to find my physical copy anywhere mm-hmm. um so if if we want to trade out jrpg i'm still going to do an old school turn-based like ps1 rpg because i do what's not your, feel like go what's ahead what's your favorite final fantasy it's eight right it is eight so just give me final fantasy eight See, but that's too simple. Is it? Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's too simple. And and the reason that I'm saying it's too simple is because uh listen. I feel like you are going to <laughs> uh I feel like you're going to hate it just for the sake of hating it. Uh, that's not true. I just I I'm not I get this feeling in my boner that, that if that's... I don't like a game, I don't no. like it. But I wouldn't hate it just for the sake of hating it, and out of spite of you. Now, other people, I would totally do that, but I wouldn't do that with somebody I I like. I'm not I'm not a not a dickhead. Well, okay, I am, but not you totally. have one. Do I? You don't know. Uh, I think I've seen it before. Uh... I do wear some pretty <laughs> tight jeans on the rig, so you definitely see it if you look hard enough. What? <laughs> or sweatpants. I'm like, for some reason, I, there's no in between with me. It's either really tight skinny jeans or sweatpants. So either one, you could definitely see it if you look. Really hard tight enough. skinny jeans and really what? tight sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, what, what game, game is he propose? playing? <laughs> All right, Dylan he's said, playing. Stop talking about his dick, and just pick one. He is playing. <sighs> I'm gonna give him Final Fantasy VII because Final what? Fantasy VII is widely considered one of the best Final Fantasy games, and uh, he tried playing the remake and hated it. So I want to make his life hard. What? Okay. I'm down for that. You bitch. <laughs> is it Final Fantasy VII on Game Pass? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, should I be. I believe it is. I'm still going to buy it on Switch anyway, but... You oh are so outrageous. Do you want him to to play Pokemon X and Y and not finish the challenge? I think you would you do want, it. Dylan. No, I promise No, not you even I that. I've moved on from that. 
I just can't believe he's going to go spend money when it's free. Oh, oh what okay. am I going to go spend? Like seven bucks? Okay. Think of. Remember the conversation we were having before the show started? I do. I very okay. much do. Just making sure. All right. Um, anyway, just real quick uh, here, insert swift little commercial sounds. Our number one lawyer would like to remind you guys Absolutely that Austin not. Nope. says this that is not a thing that is happening he, on this the sensitivity show. training I am needs going to be to finished by Friday. To talk all over and Josh is not forklift. Actually, you know what? I'm just, just going to I'm just going to edit it out. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just going to edit this out. I'm forklift certified. <laughs> forklift certified. Christ on a cross. Anytime that Jeff you know, says anything, it's not going in the show anymore. <laughs> didn't you just do a show with him? Yes. It was awful. It? I loved it. Okay. Uh, he did, unfortunately, break his toe flexing for feet pictures today. <sighs> his toe is actually broken. I don't believe that. His toe is actually broken. How Listen. it happened, you will need to ask him. But to my understanding, it was flexing for feet pics. I need to know where Jeff gets his shit from because it, it, it has to be incredible. It has to be. The absolute best cush that money can for buy. For him to be just, like, just to exist the way that he is, I mean, this has got to be top quality shit. I mean, he he was in the fucking Navy or some shit, so he's fucked up from that, too. This has got to be some real good, like, grade A Colombian Bam Bam. Lord. Did you say Bam Bam? I did say Bam Bam. Colombian Bam Bam. Is he really playing Final Fantasy Seven? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll play Final Fantasy Seven. Okay. Cool. Now let me get to my games. <laughs> this, oh yeah. I thought this episode was going to be a quick one, and it is turning into fucking a four-hour nightmare. It's only eight thirty. Uh. You're not wrong. Question mark. Hey Josh, what have you been playing? Or what are you? <laughs> hey. How's How's challenge? Yeah. There you go. Alright, so uh, challenge for me. I am currently sitting at 6 of the 10 games completed. Um, I have finished... Now, technically, technically, by my rules, I have not finished Final Fantasy XIV. But I did see the credits roll for 2.0. So, technically, I have won or beaten Final Fantasy XIV. So, there's that. Um, and then I have beaten, uh, Hooked on You and Immortality because I, we were still up in the air on whether or not that's considered a visual novel. Um, uh, but I've beaten both of those for the visual novel category. I've beaten Stray for Platformer. Um, I have beaten Elden Ring for Action RPG. I've beaten Persona 4 uh, Arena Ultimax for Fighter. And I have beaten Resident Evil 2 Remake for uh, Survival Horror. So there's all that. And then I still have left uh, Metroidvania, which I am uh, starting Moonscars, which I believe is a Metroidvania. Yo, how good is that game, though? Uh, I haven't actually started it yet, so oh. I plan on starting it this week. Um, but yeah, that's going to be what I believe is going to be my choice for um, Metroidvania. I don't, I, 
watched the trailer again, and I'm kind of unclear on whether it is a an actual Metroidvania or if it is um, closer to like a, a roguelike. Ooh, it really, dude. It can. It's both. I mean, it's fucking. It's like you're playing Dark Souls in roguelite format. Shit. Okay. It's well. kind of fucking rad. I've not made it incredibly far into the game because I got addicted to Overwatch 2, but shit is kind of awesome. Hell yeah. Well, <clears throat> that might be uh, the route that I, I take uh, then because uh, I absolutely nothing against Hollow Knight. It's just every time I try to go back to it, I am facing the uh, the... Uh, the wasps? No, no, that's not it. Um, whichever is the one with like the three and one boss fight uh, near the middle of the game, um, the the mantis village or whatever, I can't remember. Um, anyway, every time I go to to play the game, I'm there, and I keep getting stuck on that boss fight, and it's driving me insane. <laughs> So, uh, I'm going to maybe just do that instead, uh, Moonscars, unless that starts driving me crazy, in which case I'll go to something that I know that I can beat, um, and, and go from there. Uh, anyway, so I have that left. I have Open World RPG, uh, which is going to be Horizon Forbidden West. I'm, I got far enough in that game that I know I can beat it. I don't like that game. I don't know if it's... Um, I don't know. I don't like that game. <laughs> uh, then I have Tactical RPG, uh, Triangle Strategy, which I have been kind of chipping away at on and off uh, basically ever since it came out. And then for first-person shooter, uh, I think I'm going to pick up Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remake. Um I know that we've had our discussions in the past about uh, Activision Blizzard and, and the shitty things that they do. Um, I I still stand by like not wanting to support that company, but also it wasn't just the shitheads who did that sh- stuff that uh, worked on that worked on these games. Uh, it was also good people um, who either had no idea what was going on or were um, victims themselves. And I, I don't want to like put their hard work to sh- uh, like down the drain or whatever. And it just looks really fucking good. Like I've been seeing people playing the beta and I've seen the, the trailers and all that stuff. And it just, it looks like a game that I could have fun playing. Um, I'm looking for a, another shooter and, uh, yeah, it just, this might be the route that I go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm at six of 10. Um, I am still planning on beating the challenge. Uh, we'll see how everything kind of works out, whether it works out in my favor or not. So yeah. Um, real quick before we get to the, the sort of game of the year stuff, um, I uh, want to kind of take a look at um, the uh, Q3 or the the Q2 and 3 challenges that we uh, ran 
Uh, or actually, no, we did the Q2. That was the Lego Star Wars. We already released that. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Q3 uh, winner was Stray. Uh, we're going to uh, be recording the uh, spoiler cast for it relatively soon. Uh, and it'll be out. Uh, then we have the Q4 tournament. Uh, I am making all of the uh, quote-unquote thumbnails and things of that nature for the tournament right now. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Should be out hopefully later this week. We'll see. Um, Just I have got a a ton of stuff going on at work. And uh, again, we had the new puppy. So just my life is always busy right now so he's a cute dog uh, he, eh, he's cute he's a shithead but he's cute um anyway so yeah the q3 tournament is or the q4 tournament is coming uh we'll have the stray spoiler cast out um relatively soon and then whatever wins the q4 we will have out before christmas um and uh the giveaways have been relatively unsuccessful, so um, I am not sure that we're going to do a, a, a giveaway for Q4, uh, which is unfortunate uh, because we have a very good prize. We may just kind of start this over again with the beginning of the year and just kind of go from there, see, see what is uh, happening with everyone and see if we can get something figured out to where, uh, people are energized for the giveaways. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so, uh, nothing necessarily on that front right now. Um, but it is something that we'll, we'll maybe be taking a look at here in the, the near future. Um, so with that all said, um, game of the year right now, we've gone through a full nine months. Um, how are we feeling? What, what are we, what are we thinking is, uh, game of the year still, or well, not still, I, I guess that gives it away. Cause I think we're, we're all in agreement, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's still Elden Ring. Um, I personally have a game that I've been playing more than Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not a game that has come out this year. Uh, uh, Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. I have played significantly more this year than I've played Elden Ring. Um, I'll talk about it some more here soon. Um but yeah, uh, games that have come out this year, it's it's for sure still Elden Ring, uh, for for me at least. I I don't know, nothing has quite captured my attention the same way that that game did. Um, there are uh, some games that I think um, have come relatively close to doing that for me. Uh, I am really 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 fond of uh citizen sleeper i forgot the name of it for a second uh i really enjoyed um 
Cult of the Lamb, Immortality, Roller Drome. Uh, they've all been kind of at the at the front of my list for for uh, a while now, and um, yeah, so there is that. Um, Austin, you have Elden Ring and Digimon Survive. It looks like so. I mean, I guess for the show's sake and for the larger general audience, I would definitely say game of the year has been El- is is Elden Ring. But for me personally, it's it's Digimon Survive. Um, that that little game really fucking means a lot to me. Uh, that story to me was just jaw droppingly incredible. Um, and it's by far my favorite thing that I have experienced this year so far. Don't get me wrong, Elden Ring is is also a 12 out of 10 fucking game. I mean, everything about that game I, I think is is maybe not perfect, but god, god damn, pretty fucking close. Yeah, pretty <clears> close. <throat> but Digimon Survive is just just holds a, a little bit more special of a place for me. Okay, cool. I mean, it's uh, it's probably inevitably going to be Elden Ring for me as well. I've played a good many games that have come out this year. Like, it started with Tiny Tina and Pokemon Legends Arceus. We played Lego Skywalker. We played Stray. Um, there are some games coming out. This Overwatch 2 now is out. Um, I'm really, I'll talk about it here in a minute, interested in a couple of more games coming out this year. But... Elden Ring just takes the cake. I mean, there's nothing that even holds a fucking candle to it. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. just fucking good, man. Yeah. Um, I was trying to th- like, uh, what were we just talking about, Josh? The Game Pass game. Uh, Moon Scars. Thank you. That one could come close if I was able act to actually finish the game, which realistically may not happen because my time here in the next few weeks, two months, is going to be actually even worse than it is now unfortunately yeah going into holiday Um, season right yeah and there's just a lot of stuff happening in professional and personal life so i'm gonna have a lot of stuff going on so i might not be able to finish it but that one could come pretty close because the the amount of fun that i've had with it thus far is pretty crazy i really enjoy the game um hell yeah yeah it's definitely definitely good old elden ring right now sick um yeah, well, uh, I guess <clears throat> with that said, um, we've got the last roughly two and a half months left on the year from when we're recording this. Um, what are you guys thinking uh, about like the rest of the year? What's what's got you intrigued? Uh, you know, things of that nature. So I was really bummed that Hogwarts Legacy got pushed back to next year because that would have been, I feel like, the game for me. Yeah. Um, but more recently, all things – I don't know if it was Tawny or Gilbeezy, but one of them posted a video, a trailer of the new Need for Speed coming out this year. And It I looks didn't... weirdly awesome, right? It looks it incredible. Does. Like the stylistic approach that they're taking to it with the the art direction is 
wonderful. I love that. It feels like we're going back to underground days, but it also feels bigger in scale at the same time. So I am cautiously optimistic on that. Like it comes out right at the end of our cutoff window kind of for game of the year contention. I think it's December 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me make sure that's even a Tuesday. No, that's a Friday. So that also lines up. Um, I think that's the date. So I'll give it a shot for sure. Like I love the, uh, ASAP Rocky feature to it and everything like that. Um, so that's the last one I'm looking forward to. I don't know if I'm going to play Ragnarok to be honest with you. Um, I know it's right around the corner, too, but the only other one that I'm looking forward to, which, Josh, I know you're a big fan of, is uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> I am the biggest fan of Pokemon. Honestly, I don't know why you guys haven't had me on every Pokemon episode. <laughs> we really should start, truly. You really should just give it to Austin for X and Y. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord. Never. No, I feel you, though. I feel you. There's, I, I mean, there's a bunch, a bunch of really cool looking games coming out what it, what's got you excited uh austin so oddly enough i don't know why um but i am somewhat excited for sonic frontiers um it gives me very very much so uh sonic adventure vibes like to me the whole island kind of looks like it, it, it looks like i'm gonna play an entire game solely in the mystic ruins from sonic adventure one and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of down for that. It feels like it very much so has that same spirit that Sonic Adventure had. Um, and I'm super excited. Uh, <clears throat> Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I am getting less excited the more I see about it. Um, mm. I, I'm really just not down for some of the Pokemon that we've seen. Um, <laughs> the fucking car, man. Um, in one of the last few trailers that was released uh the new i guess villain team uh is called team star and we got a look at one of their heads who is this like fiery goth chick uh i will reserve my comments until her canonical age is known and released uh but she comes in on a car that i'm 95 percent sure is a pokemon I am. I swear to God, if it turns out to be a Pokemon, I don't know what I'm gonna do because I'm gonna fucking hate it. Um, I really hope that's not the case, and I hope that that's just how it looks. I hope that it's just a goofy design, but I, I don't put it past Game Freak at this point to be like, okay, what do we need? We need one more Pokemon this generation. Just make it a fucking car and call it a day. Um, they borrowing so... from fucking Final Fantasy 13 with that bullshit. <laughs> Fucking, I, oh God, there's so many fucking problems with that game, but the fact that fucking Final Fantasy 13, the, the fucking summons were goddamn <coughs> like motorcycles and cars and shit still yeah, drives me up the fucking wall. I hate that. That's awful. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, regardless of what a lot of people have had to say about it, including myself. Um, I am still excited for Gotham Knights, and I, I will definitely still be picking it up day one. Um, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I was sold when I saw the pre-order bonus was a costume for all of them themed around Batman Beyond. I was, I, I'm, oh, that's I cool. Why. I don't know why that sold me as hard as it did, but the idea of a Red Hood 
like that or of a Batman Beyond themed Red Hood costume. I'm down as fuck for that. I very much so need that in my life. Um, so uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. I I hope it's better than I think it's gonna be. And you know who knows? It it might surprise me. I doubt it, but it might. So we'll see. Um, the trailers have not been kind to that game. I don't. No, think. they have not. No, they have not. Um, I think the Bat Cycle segments somehow look worse than the Batmobile segments did from Arkham Knight, which is undoubtedly the worst aspect of that fucking game, solely because of how much time is spent fucking doing it. Um, if it was limited a lot more than what it was, I don't think I would hate it so much, but it's the fact that I'm pretty sure the last tank battle has you fighting off like over a hundred drones in the fucking oh, Batmobile, and that is just an awful awful segment of that game i i've replayed arkham knight probably once a year since it came out i don't know why i just know that i have and it's always sometime around november that i do it so i'll probably do it again this year and that fucking batmobile segment kills me dude i fucking loathe getting to that shit and i'm scared i'm gonna feel the exact same way about the bat bike segments here um, mm. I don't know that that's actually what that's called. That's just, I, uh, it seems like it would be called the bat bike. So I'm going to call it the bat bike. Um, but I, I am cautiously optimistic is I think the best word to describe that. I want okay. it to be good and I think it has the potential to be really good, but I also think it has the potential to be really bad. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else this year. Uh, I know... I need to look and see when it comes out. I know it comes out sometime this month, but I definitely still have my eyes on Ultimate Kaiju Monster Rancher for the Switch. That sounds really fucking cool. Something about raising and growing and battling a kaiju sounds pretty cool. Um, and I, I honestly think that that's it for the rest of the year. Um, I'm kind of... What's that Final Fantasy game coming to Switch, Josh? Uh, Crisis Core? Yeah. Crisis yeah. Core Remake? Play that shit. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very interested in that. So it's kind of interesting that you gave me Final Fantasy VII because I feel like that'll be a good segue for me to go straight into Crisis Core. You're not wrong. I don't know if the story wise has anything to do with each other, but I'm. It looks cool. Um, oh, so, y- they tie in intimately. In oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, if it makes you feel any better, since you opened your fucking mouth at the beginning of this show before the show. Uh, I have been analyzing that stupid trailer with the stupid car <laughs> for stupid Scarlet and Violet. I do not think it's a Pokemon. You don't think so? No. Like, I, like I went back and looked. There's no blinking eyes or anything like that. Like, I've okay. gotten pause and, you know, pause shots of it. I've enlarged it. I do not see anything that could be a Pokemon. Like, I feel better now because that's because you're yeah, exactly right. That's some shit. stupid shit that they would do at this point. Yeah. They're so far out of, and I, God, dude, like in the last trailer, they, they show a picture of the map and there's three Pokemon icons that we have never seen before. And the one that kills me the most is this little green bird. And I'm just sitting there looking at it and I'm like, that's not a Pokemon. That's just a fucking parrot. That is just a parrot. There's nothing interesting about that. It is just a goddamn parrot. I don't. I don't know, man. This... I hate to say it, but this 
this is shaping up to be the generation that kills Pokemon for me. I doubt that. Yeah, I I, I, I hope I'm that. wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that this shit blows <clears throat> me away. But it's the simple fact of I hate the fucking designs. I think the legendaries look awful. I think they look absolutely terrible. The fucking stu- they turn into fucking motorcycles, bro. I hate that. That's so stupid. Like they, I made the joke with Dylan before. Josh, you might not even know what I'm fucking talking about. But they, when they're when they're in their motorcycle forms or whatever, they look like fucking dual runners from Yu-Gi-Oh. And that's all I can fucking think about. Like it looks like the characters riding them are gonna start playing a children's card game with each other at any fucking minute. I love and that I, for you. I just think it looks so stupid. I will say aesthetically, I, it's shaping up to be just as big of a disappointment as Sword and Shield and Legends Arceus to me. Like we're to the point where these graphics and the lack of caring shouldn't be a thing anymore. Honestly, like whatever Nintendo's next console is, I feel like that'll finally be the console that gives me the Pokemon game that I've wanted to play in an open world setting. But we mm. also said that about the Switch. Yeah, but the I mean, but look at the, I mean, I can't I can't argue it. Like I we did say it about the Switch. I mean. The thing is, is there are Switch games that are doing graphically better things than the Pokemon Company are doing with their highest-grossing franchise. There are Pokemon games made by other developers that look better than what Game Freak does. Yeah, like there's even fucking Unite looks good. There's it's so hard to be a Pokemon fan in 2022 because there there is really just we've been defending them for years, and it's to the point where it's like I I just don't know that I can anymore. I don't know no. that I can defend this franchise anymore, because there there's really is no excuse for this shit. Other the, I say it every fucking time, and the only thing that I can ever think of to to defend how much little care and love and polish I feel actually goes into this game is the Pokemon Company itself, because we uh, we know that Game Freak is under contractual obligations. They do not get the freedom of being able to say, hey, we don't like the way development's going. We're going to delay this game. They do not get the ability to do that. Because um, these uh, th- these releases, they have to line up with toys. They have to line up with an anime. They have to line up with the trading card expansions. Like They, they just do not have the freedom to do that. And it sucks because I feel like we are at the point in the franchise where they need and deserve that option. And they're just not ever going to fucking get it because the Pokemon company says, nope, we like money. You're going to churn out whatever the fuck we tell you to. And that's pretty much it. Mm. Sorry for the Pokemon soapbox. but You know, it's good, man. You're passionate about Pokemon. Can't say that I, I feel the same way, but you know. I just want it to be better. That's it. And you know, we there there is a chance that we could be wrong. These games could come out and they could completely blow every other game that's come before it out of the water. I doubt it, but you know, uh, we'll we'll just have to see. Yeah, we, I mean, we will. I feel like I can't talk too much shit because I still spend one hundred and eighty dollars every time these shit come out. So it's like, can I do I get to say anything anymore? I feel like you're the only person who does get to say anything anymore because, like, you're still playing them. The people who are complaining about shit that don't play the games anymore, those are the people that fucking annoy me. Honestly. But, 
anyway, yeah. Uh, so for me, um, there's a game that's supposed to be coming out in November called Ghost Song, which is another Metroidvania that just looks fucking cool, man. Like I'm, I'm really fucking into the way that that game looks. Um, it's fucking beautiful. It's hand drawn or, or it looks hand drawn, I should say. Um, and it looks, <sighs> this is going to sound really weird, but it looks very sad. And, uh, that really is, I don't know that does something for me, uh, aesthetically. Um, yeah, so, so there's that. And then there's another game coming out relatively soon called Signalis or Signalis. I don't know. Uh, but it's a 2d, um, uh, isometric survival horror game. Um, that I think looks incredible. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, We'll just have to see how everything plays out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to that for sure. And then um, I think both of those look really good. Um, I'm looking forward to the Call of Duty, like I said. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of... Like, okay, alright. Here's the thing. I really, really want to get excited for things like um, the uh, God of War Ragnarok. But I'm going to be honest. I am feeling such a fatigue with the Sony first party output that I'm, I'm... I, it, I find myself very hard to get excited for those things. Um, everything else that is coming out this year just looks more interesting to me. Like, fucking, uh, I think A Plague Tale Requiem looks great. I'm very excited for that. Uh, you know, Mario plus Rabid Sparks of Hope. That looks more entertaining to me than fucking God of War does. I think that... Um, uh, Tactics Ogre Reborn uh, is going to fucking appeal to me. Uh, there's um, Callisto Protocol, which is looking cool. I'm unnecessarily stoked for the Crisis Core uh, remake thing because I think that they have rebuilt that from the ground up, so I don't think it's going to play like the PS uh, P title did, which will be cool, if especially if it plays... Uh, similar to how Final Fantasy VII Remake plays, because uh, that game plays fucking incredibly. Um, yeah, I Pentiment I think looks cooler. I don't. I just feel like there are more things, and like the things that people are really, really fucking like stoked about, and like the got gigantic boners for. I just personally don't see the appeal of them necessarily um i don't know i i think there's a bunch of stuff coming out that'll tide us over uh but the big stuff that everyone else is excited about i'm not excited about 
So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so with that, uh, with that said, I guess, uh, maybe we should get to what we've been playing. Um, Austin, (sighs) why are you still playing Master Duel, man? Because I can't (laughs) stop. (laughs) All right. I can't, it's a problem. Why don't you tell him what battle pass level you are? 80. I'm Oh my Christ. I'm 20 levels away. I have till October 31st, and I'm 20 levels away. Um, Jesus. I, I love Master Duel. Um, I think it's super, super awesome as a simulator. I think it's great. Um, I also think that if you are into the TCG at all, and you, even if you don't want to go to your bigger events like your regionals and your YCSs and your stuff like that, even if you just want to start going to your local comic book shop for fucking Friday night Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, this is an awesome place to kind of dip your toes in the water and kind of... play. Of course, playing a simulator is always going to be different than playing in real life and, you know, sitting in front of actual real people that probably smell really bad. Um, like, the, the game gives you prompts and kind of helps you and tells you when you can activate certain things. And obviously you don't get that uh, in real life. But when you play these kind of simulators, you can kind of start to be like, oh, okay, so this is the exact the exact situation that this card would activate it or I could do this and I could do this and it's a good stepping stone um it's a good way to dip your toes into the water and I just I I, I love it I love Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, Master Duel has just been so so fun so kind to me um it's kind of nuts that I <laughs> this is the first this is honestly the first battle pass type thing that I've ever bought that I've made it past like level 15 level 20 at the most uh i've never quite gotten this far so this will be like the first i guess uh premium pass for a game that i've ever finished um but i'm 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 just having such a good time um i am i think gold three in ranked because i will say so there's uh there's rookie bronze um or i don't know if it's rookie or beginner one of the two and then there's bronze, silver, gold, uh, platinum, and diamond. Once you get to gold, it it is so hard to advance, dude. It is so hard to move up. Every other every other tier, it's just like oh, play win two duels or win three duels. But then once you get to gold, like say you've won two and you just need to win one more to go up a rank in gold. If you lose at any point, it drops you back down. So if you only need one duel to move up and you lose, it goes down to two. And then if you lose again, it goes down to three. And then if you lose three times in a row, you'll get a notification saying, hey, if you lose one more match in rank, you will actually be demoted to the to your previous rank. You'll go down. And it is, once you get to gold, people really start fighting for their fucking lives in, this, in these ranked lobbies. And it's, it's wild, but at the same time, I've seen so many cool strategies and so many, uh, especially older cards that have gotten new support and, and, uh, new releases and new expansions that like, I'm seeing different ways that even cards that I knew existed back in like 2008, I'm seeing so many different ways these cards can be utilized and taken advantage of. Um, another thing I love about Master Duel is 
the IRL TCG update has a, just like any, I'm pretty sure almost every TCG has this. Uh, I actually don't know about magic because I'm not as well versed, but um, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh does have a Forbidden and Limited list that is updated, I, I think, every like three to four months. Usually after a couple expansions and bonus sets come out, they'll start to kind of look and be like, okay, what do we need to ban and what do we need to maybe take off the list that can be utilized again? Um, Master Duel actually updates their Forbidden and Limited list like every couple of weeks. Like the moment a new card is added and they see it's it's maybe not doing too well, but being abused in a way that maybe the developers of the game didn't really think it could be that players are finding out, they, they're very quick to come to action to try to balance the competitive scene of the game. And I really, really appreciate that. Um, on the flip side of that, there are some cards that are banned in Master Duel that you're that just don't really make sense to be banned. But then there are also cards that are not banned that are banned in the IRL TCG that you're just like, why, why are you allowing this? Why is this card allowed to exist? Um, I get uh, just just to give a specific example. Uh, in the TCG, there's a card called Maxi, and it's very fucking broken in the fact that you can activate it on your opponent's turn in your hand. Every single time your opponent summons anything that turn, you're allowed to draw one. At, it does not, they could summon 20 times, you're allowed to draw 20 times off of their 20 summons. It's fucking ridiculous. Master Duel has that shit fully unlimited at 3, and it is one of the most broken, busted fucking situations Especially if you're a player like me that plays something like Heroes, where you're you you're going through half your deck in one fucking turn. You're making a lot of summons over and fucking over, and if somebody pops a Max C on me, I'm nine times out of ten fucked because they are absolutely gonna be able to draw the out that they need to break my board, and it's absolutely gonna fuck me ninety percent of the time. That card should be banned. It shouldn't have existed in the fucking first place. It's a cancer, and I really. God, I hope they fucking do something about that. Um, but I doubt that they will, because people love that shit too much. But, uh, yeah, it's great. I can't wait for the next season. I can't wait to see what cool little goodies come in the Dual Pass. Uh, I think I've unlocked every major reward that's available in the Dual Pass. I think all I have left are just, like, gems to buy packs and crafting material. I don't think I have any cool, like, big rewards left. I think I've already gotten all of them. So I'm excited to see what the next one brings. Heck yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm glad that you're enjoying a, a card game on, on your mobile devices. On my phone, on my PC, <laughs> on my Xbox, on my Switch. Everything. Uh, so great. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, with that, with that said... Um, Dylan, tell me about Overwatch 2. <clears throat> Where to begin? It'd be nice to play it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Luckily, now I can. Um, I can't. All that, we'll get to that. But it it launched with some fucking problems, man, to the point where for the first couple of days, even maybe a few days, I could not play the game. Um, they claim DDoS attack. I claim po uh, poor planning. Like, I, I really... I, I really don't know what else to say. Like, it has been one issue after another with their rollout, and thankfully the server issues 
are now fixed. Like, I never have any problems hopping on to play the game. Um, but miscellaneous problems keep arising. Like, last night, Austin and I attempted to play with one another. And before we get to his issue, my issue is that when I came to the PC to play, all of my heroes are locked. Why? Like, I was, I've been playing in the Xbox, on the Xbox for the past... Four, four days now, and everything's fine. Like, I have all my heroes and everything like that. Battle pass, whatever. Um, and then I came onto the PC, and everything's not how it should be. My battle pass was fine, but my heroes weren't, which is a problem, because this is now very much a cross-progression thing. Like, my accounts are merged. Like, one thing I do on this console should transfer to the PC, and vice versa. So, that was really frustrating. Um, and to the point where... Austin, I did sign on uh, at the be beginning of this show, and you're right. Like Bastion is taken out of the game, yeah, uh, completely. Torbjorn is there, but apparently, if what Austin is saying is true, something with the coding of Torbjorn and/or Bastion caused the lockout of heroes last night. So how the fuck do does that even apply? It's so crazy to me that the game, like, not to shit on the game because the 30 seconds of it that I have gotten to play on Xbox has been incredibly fun, but it's like, is this not practically the same game? So it is. So I mean, that's that's its own thing. Come from that doesn't make sense. No, and and I don't. A huge part of it has to be the account merger that happened because, be. like, they had the, they merged everything from all your accounts, all your Blizzard IDs into one for Overwatch. So I'm sure that had to come with its issues, but like the whole server shit, like that's just poor planning to me. Well, yeah. okay, DDoS attack fine, but this shit was a fucking nightmare, you, dude. Right. Um and now something that happened last night with Austin. So Madison was playing on his account on the Xbox in another room and then he and I were going to sign on and just play for like an hour. It was late at night, we didn't have a lot of time, but we were going to try and play. And he goes to play on his PC, and now because he signed in, and I, on a side of this, I get it. Yeah, like 100%. I'm starting to think happened. that it's like Blizzard didn't want him and Madison to be playing on the same account at the same time, so it temporarily temporarily <laughs> locked him out. Excuse Stop. me. Stop. And then. Bless you. Um. But it completely locked him out of the account um, to the point where now he can't log in on the PC. He has tried to go through to the support to get it unlocked. And on the Xbox, he's fine, which is great for Madison. But on the PC, when he and I went to play, does not work at all. It is still like, does I just checked and like still 10 doesn't. minutes ago. And that, so he's going to... Xbox yeah. is fine, but PC, it, every time I log in, it says your account has been temporarily locked. Please visit... Uh, Blizzard account management to resolve the issue. I've done that three times already, and my account is still locked. I still cannot access it. Yeah, it's not resolved. So he's going to have to go through extra steps and hurdles, but at the same time, it's like... Again, this kind of seems like there should have been better planning for that, too, because what if a husband and wife, you know, they share an account. They wanted to play at the same time. Yeah. I see where there's an issue with that. I see that it's like boosting your account almost. Uh, oh, 100%. But, um, but it's just frustrating that, that that's been a part of it. Outside of all of that, that's all the negative. 
the game is incredibly fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still Overwatch at its core, um, but it is it has been a blast. I will say that. Um, a huge fan of the change in uh, number of players on a roster. So instead of 6v6, we're now 5v5, which feels so much more fluid and natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's it's really changed the dynamic of the game, too. It makes the healers absolutely have to hard focus on healing. Well, even more importantly than that to me, the tank has to be a tank. Like, there's not another one to you know uh like step up and help you with what's going on like you have to play that role you have to know how to play it which i think is really cool um i like to queue up for all roles so whatever it puts me into i just get i can play something of each so i don't care um so it's been nice to kind of find the different balances now that the game's changed. Like I like queuing. It's been mostly support. I'll say that I guess people don't like playing support, which I think is my best role. So it just works out. Um, but it's been nice to kind of get to experience each role and see how the dynamics changed a little bit going into this game. But outside of that, like I really enjoy the maps so far, like the new ones that I've seen. I like the day and night cycle. It adds something different, which is super fun. Um, battle pass is what it is. Like, it sucks that I can't level up traditionally anymore, like a numerical ranking system. (sighs) I kind of miss that. I, of course, miss the loot boxes that came from it, but the battle pass is here. It's not going anywhere, so that's what I'm getting used to now. Mm -hmm. Um, There's challenges that came with it, daily, weekly, seasonal, lifetime, stuff like that. So that's really cool because I get to pour myself into the game in that regard, too. Um some of the skins that they've done are completely outlandish for the prices that they're asking. Like Junker Queen is one of the new heroes released and she, one of her legendary skins is a simple recolor. Like it's almost a smack in the face mm-hmm. at this point. But then uh, Kiriko is a new hero as well. And she actually has some pretty incredible, um, skin. well, just a couple of incredible skins so far. And one's unlocked throughout the battle pass too. So, I I don't really like the monetization aspect of like the skins and stuff because if what people are saying are true like the amount of currency you get for completing challenges like would take you years mm-hmm. to even be able to unlock like something for one character or something I don't know what it is but it's not good um else uh, the only reason I don't have any complaints on it yet is because before the game came out I bought the the watch point pack so it gave me the battle pass and like 2000 free credits i wouldn't say free because i did pay for it but i haven't used my credits yet but i'm sitting on two grand which would buy me like a legendary pack of some sort one day so i'm waiting on something to come out for diva or kiriko in the future maybe lucio or something like that um before i just go spending my money but a lot of monetization now super sucks but we knew it was coming um I don't know. Like I'm, I'm having a great time with it now that I'm actually playing the game. Uh, like I can, I can jump on to any console or PC now that it's fixed from last night, and I can play fluidly. Um, I like that I actually have something to. Like before, I would sign on, I would complete the matches to get my nine wins in arcade to get me three loot boxes. I would do like my free loot box in the the roll queue that you could do, and then. Most of the time, I might sign off after that. This time, I'm grinding out a battle pass, like 1 through 80, 
and when there's skins to collect along the way sprays voice lines emotes stuff like that and the very last skin it's not even a legendary skin it's something else called mythic skin now and it is for i think this one's for genji but it's it's pretty sick looking um I don't know. Uh, we'll see where the game goes. It's definitely... I mean, it's Overwatch. This is my favorite competitive game to ever release. Um, I, so, definitely has had its problems, but I'm still in, more in love with the game than I've ever been, and I can't wait to just see where they take it from here, see where we go, see what they add next. Um, I'm a fan of all three of the new heroes they've added, Kiriko, Junker Queen, and uh, Soldiers... Soldurian, I believe. That's the one I've used the least. I can't remember the, the name for sure, but uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. Like, it's it's had its problems, but I'm ready to keep going with it. Cool. I would cool. love to play it. Yeah, I plan on uh, picking, or, like, not picking it up, but, like, uh, downloading it soon, because I loved Overwatch 1. I definitely would love to get back into playing it but we'll we'll yeah. i'll have to see because this is i mean we we talked about this what two weeks ago there's just like i cannot afford to offer any more of my time to something else because i just there are things that i am already playing that like take up a ton of my time or yeah. other things that I'm doing that I enjoy doing that are going to take it's, time. Like, It's hard to dedicate yourself to multiple battle passes, too, because you're doing it for Dead by Daylight. You can also go in and do it for Overwatch easily. Yeah, yeah. Now, the and good thing about the Dead by Daylight one is that it only goes to 70, and I'm relatively good at the game. So, like, it it's not going to be as much of a time sink for me to do that. I know that sounds yeah. very fucking conceited, but like I, no, I'm relatively good at Dead by Daylight, so like, I don't know stuff and things, yeah. things and stuff, whatever. For sure. Speaking of Dead by Daylight. Oh uh, yeah, speaking of Dead by Daylight. Sorry, I was looking at the fucking outline and I was like, Austin, what's this? But no. Um. Yeah. So speaking oh. of Dead by Daylight. I've been playing the hell out of Dead by Daylight. Um, you know how you were like, this is my favorite competitive game with Overwatch? Um, yeah. I'm going to say something that's going to sound uh, quite strange. Um, I think this might be in my top five favorite games of all time. I 100% do not doubt that. Um, it... It hasn't necessarily given me the same stuff that something like Metal Gear Solid or Final Fantasy VIII or um, Silent Hill 2 have given me. Um, but it's given you more time than any of those games put together. Yes, that's the thing. I fucking hate this game so goddamn much, but I love this game so <laughs> goddamn much. Like, there are so many times where I'm playing this game and I... All I want to do is just, like, fucking scream and toss my fucking keyboard through my monitor because it has pissed me off so fucking much. Like, there are just, like, <laughs> there are times where, like, I know that I am playing at my absolute fucking peak 
And like that I am in a position where I can like quote unquote win and then I don't get the win. And it's so fucking frustrating because I know I'm playing good enough to fucking win. Like, and like it just ends up to being a thing where like, there's nothing I can fucking do about it. Like I get tunneled or I get camped or, you know, some other bullshit happens. Um, and it's absolutely fucking infuriating because like, I, like I said before, I know that I'm, I'm not the best person who's ever played this game ever before. Uh, but I know that I'm, I'm good enough to at least call myself average. Like I've made it to survivor rank one multiple times. Um, I'm at rank two right now on survivor reset is on the 13th. Um, so like I have my fucking work cut out for me, honestly, but, um, I'm one rank away. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, fucking just this game's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. It's, so infuriating but it's so good um like i said i'm i'm currently uh survivor rank 2 and um i'm uh only a handful of matches away from getting rank 1 uh but i've started playing killer again um just because i need to to do that i need to be able to sort of like uh see what killers are going to do to me like um not just from a survivor perspective but like if if i know what i'm doing as a killer and i can put myself in that mindset then um i'm going to do that um so that then when i go to play survivor i can be better right um but uh they they've added a bunch of stuff that i think is uh really um not not detrimental that's not the word i was looking for but is has really helped out uh me as a killer they've changed uh certain like um perk assignments and and things like that that have reworked how i'm supposed to play the game like i used to be very scared of having someone be like have decisive strike or have dead hard or something like that and i'm much less scared of those things now as a killer um they definitely still are things that i'm like I, I hope I don't run across this, but it's it's less uh, pronounced than it used to be. Um, and they've also all added in a couple of new things. Uh, this is actually from an update today. They added in a... Uh, y- usually you could only be working on one challenge at a time and in the in the uh, the rift or like the the quote unquote battle pass or whatever. And they changed it to where you can be working on one killer uh, and one survivor thing. So you can have both of them selected to to be worked on and you don't have to necessarily 
um, only be working on one. Uh, like, it, say, say if I were playing Survivor and I was working on something and I wasn't fully finished with the uh, with the uh, challenge, but I decided that I wanted to play Killer. If I wanted to still work towards getting blood points or work towards the rift, I would have to choose a different one because I was playing killer now. But now they've got it set up to where you can choose one for survivor, one for killer, and that is fucking a great, great quality of life improvement and something that, like, I kind of don't understand why that wasn't implemented in the first place. Um, yeah, I... I'm just, I'm really digging this. My, my big complaint, uh, recently is that I just kind of think that there are some things that they could be doing better. Um, I, I still think that things are very killer sided. Um, and I don't think that that is going away anytime soon because, I, I think that killer mains are hurt over survivor mains, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I don't think that our concerns as survivors, or at the very least as someone who is a solo queue survivor, because I very rarely play with friends anymore, um, things for me get fucked up often. If I have shit teammates, I have shit teammates, and there's nothing I can fucking do about it. Um, and... I think that there needs to be some sort of balance with regards to <sighs> survivability options if you're only playing as a solo player. Um, because I'm telling you right now, at least four times just today, I could have hit rank one survivor or or at least ranked up because i think I, I actually started the day at like rank three or something like that but my my point is is i could be rank one right now if i hadn't just ended up with like the most shit fucking teammates like I, I maybe i've ever played with like these motherfuckers would like drop out of the game because they got hit once or they would like Leave people on on hook until they're in dying state. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, part of the game is like, it's 4v1. The one is way fucking stronger than the four of you. You should maybe make sure that the other four are, I don't know, or the other three are surviving. I don't know. Seems fucking common sense to me. Um... I don't know. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm vamping. Um, I love this game. I can't wait for the new uh, Rift to come out. Um, I I just yeah I'm I'm really into it. They're uh, they're doing a Halloween event right now uh, where they're uh, they actually have produced two uh, two new skins uh, for. Um, players that didn't previously have uh how do i want to put this they didn't have this version of skin before because it was an event that already ended uh but those two characters now have skins that are themed after that event 
Um, so that's cool. They're, they should be putting in a sort of miniature rift for Halloween. Um, they do this for, I think, only Halloween. They might do it for Christmas also. I'm, I could be mistaken there. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Halloween event is here. There's co- costumes and shit like that. And uh, just uh, good stuff. Lots of fun. Love this game. Uh, go play it. Uh, but Austin, tell me about yes, your last sir. game. Yes. Uh, I have been playing Gundam Evolution. Uh, Gundam Evolution is a free-to-play game that is very, very, very similar in almost every single fucking aspect to Overwatch. It is borderline the exact same thing. Just it with is. a Gundam skin. Um, I mean, I feel like it, as an Overwatch player, it, it probably was pretty easy to come into this game, right? Because you had so, there's so many characters that are so, like, parallel to Overwatch. Yeah, characters. a lot of similarities, that, like, the objective-based gameplay is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, motherfuckers in this game are sweaty. <laughs> oh my god, aren't they, though? They're so sweaty all the time, too, bro. Like, I have not been in a single fucking game, in a single fucking match in this game, that has not been just straight chaos from the get-go. And, but at the same time, like, I I kind of dig that, because it's like, these are giant robots, dude. Like, I kind of want there to just be chaos from the get-go. Like, there, and like we said about similarities like if you're if you play overwatch and you main soldier 76 because you're just bad with every other character in the game um <laughs> like most soldier 76 mains more are uh you can hop into this and play the pale rider it's essentially the exact same thing if you're a Widowmaker main you can hop in and play the gm sniper uh, fucking i feel like bastion could be a a parallel to the zaku too um mm-hmm. What's yeah, the, what's the one with the the melee? Uh, Barbatos with the mace. Barbatos, that might as well be Reinhardt. It might as fucking well be. Um, the only issue I have with this game is out of the 17 playable units that span uh, across the entirety of the Gundam franchise, uh, five out of those 17 are locked behind a paywall. Um, and it's not... $10 a piece. Yeah, they're rough. They roughly come out to about ten dollars a piece, unless you buy the bundle, which comes out to like forty-two. I think. Um, I think that's. I think that's a little. Bit, that's expensive. It, I mean, it really fucking is for a bunch of playable characters, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so upset if those paid characters felt more balanced than what they do. Uh, four of the five, I feel like, are fine. Like the Zaku 2 Melee, fine. Unicorn Gundam, fine. Uh, the Mahiro, fine. Exia, on the other hand, that's bullshit. Everything about that unit is complete and total fucking bullshit. I get it. It has to be a little better because you have to give players an incentive to buy them. I understand that. However... When you get to the point where you're making players feel they are going to lose matches as soon as they see somebody playing the fucking Exia because they have not dropped that money, 
that's fucked up. That's like that's where I kind of have an issue with the whole um, super heavy microtransaction. And I, the game's free. It doesn't cost anything. So it's not the same as buying a $60 game and then feeling like you have to pay the microtransactions. Um, at least you're coming, like, you, you can pick up this game and play for completely free and be perfectly fine. Unless you play it in a match where somebody is playing the Exio, then you're just going to have a bad fucking night. Um, everything about that unit is so busted and it's ridiculous broken. and overpowered. Like, I feel like its ult lasts so much longer than every other ult in the game. Um, it's so fucking fast. A, a lot of the units in this game do not turn corners very easy, except for the Exia. I feel like the Exia literally just slides around corners, and it's no fucking problem. And I, I really... I hate it. I hate that... And even when it comes to Gundam in general, the Exia is overall one of my all-time favorite Gundam designs. I've always really just dug the aesthetics of the Exia, and just seeing it come into this game and just completely wreck everything else kind of makes me fucking hate it. Because um, I'm just tired of losing to it. So I guess I just have to buy it and get it over with. I mean, even first and foremost, this comparison would be made to Doomfist almost from Overwatch. Oh, um, big facts. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. When I played against it last night, I had to look it up to make sure we were thinking of the same one. This shit was so broken. Like, there would be times where I would be playing the sniper and I, would, I could pick off, like, three, four people at a time. Like, I was doing well. But the second this one pops on the screen, I gave up. Oh, yeah. It's so fast. It feels so it's fast, fast compared to everything And it's else. scary. And it's small. Like, like its hitbox is so tiny because it's a small yeah. unit. It does not have a lot. It, like, it's shorter. And it's much thinner than some of the rest of the units on here. It's genuinely harder to get shots off. On top, yeah, of and then moving, its fucking moves fast. are goddamn terrifying, as opposed to everything else, because it starts to like glow a color, then it like has a shadow trail behind it, like it's leaving some jutsu yeah, shit in its trail. Its alt is uh, in the actual series. The mobile suit has a function called Transam, which essentially puts it. Uh, puts all of its functions into overdrive for an extended period of time at the cost of uh, when the Trans Am deactivates, the unit is borderline immobile for a little while. Well, I wish that stayed true. Yeah, I wish that translated because that doesn't fucking happen. Um, no, he still has full health. Yeah, and it's he, especially in the Trans Am state, he moves so incredibly fucking fast. This dude will kill you before you even realize he is fucking on you. Literally looked at him through the scope while he charged up his ult, and by the time I was ready to take the shot, he had like a. It was one of the few times that a game has made me genuinely scared. Honestly, like I looked at him, blinked, and he was right in front of me. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. Um, yeah, but the game's fun. I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. I definitely think it turned out a lot better than I expected it to. Um, I, oh God. One of my biggest, one of the things I really fucking hate about when games like this come out is people are very quick to say, oh, it's just an Overwatch clone. Oh, it's just an Overwatch clone. It's just copying what Overwatch did. Bitch, Overwatch is not the first game to do the model that it does. It, it wasn't. Yes, it is. It's not going to be the fucking last. It's the first one. Huh? And, it's, and it's the only one. 
get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I hate it. I hate it so much. But it's Gundam Evolution has been rad. Give it a shot. It's free. You have nothing to lose. Except your temper when the Exia shows up. Because I swear to God, that shit made me want to snap my keyboard in half at a point last night. I was getting very angry with that shit. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I've always enjoyed games like this. And as an Overwatch fan, it definitely translates. Like, Overwatch was... Like, before Overwatch, even even though it was only by a couple of weeks, like when Battleborn came out, I fucking loved that game. <laughs> like, I, just, I, I like games is. like this. Battleborn was the Overwatch before Overwatch, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah. But literally, it came out from like Gearbox, two right? weeks beforehand. Huh? From Gearbox, right? Yeah, Gearbox did it. Yep. Mm. Which is why I was super excited for it, and right? Because I love Gearbox games. When Overwatch came out, you're you're not kidding. Like I just <laughs> stuttered through that because it's so infuriating about how quickly, like Beta came out fun people were vibing on it game came out cool had a great release overwatch came out what the fuck is battleborn mm-hmm. that's literally what it happened literally, i remember it, having people it, like fucking excited for battleborn and like pre-orders and shit like that and like i i also remember relatively distinctly playing the beta and i thought i thought it was i it was pretty solid um it was amazing yeah so and then it got shit on by Overwatch, which I will say, I love Overwatch to the day I did. Like, that is my Dead by Daylight. But the fact that it just eradicated Battleborn is really sad because Battleborn was something special. Um, but then, like, you know, Overwatch's success spawned games like Gundam Evolution. I've never once watched anything related to Gundam. I have no idea what any of this shit means. But it's a lot of fun, and it encourages me to go and learn a little bit about it, like what you were talking about with uh, um, the anime that you've been watching, the the witch from Mercury. Like it encourages me to maybe look into that because it's just kind of cool, and it's a really fun game. Yeah, and we need more Overwatch clones, so just bring them all. Just bring them. Bring all. on Overwatch clones. Yep. I'm, like even Valorant. I'm really even that's like the Counter Strike baby with overwatch that was fun too i still haven't played valorant for more than like two seconds that's don't i'm not going to it feels toxic uh i'm really excited to see what's what the next season has to bring because there's so many i do think the roster for this game is odd but i like it um like stuff like the uh the methus and the ashamar from the uc timeline like those are suits that I never, ever, ever, ever thought would be prominent in any type of Gundam game because they are just very weird, like, off-the-wall, asymmetrical designs that I that just a whole lot of people don't really, haven't really ever cared about. And it's cool to see them translate in this game and, and be relatively good. I mean, they're... The, um... The Ashamar is... I played it for a lot last night while we were playing, and I was having a really good time with it. Uh, So I'm really excited to see what Season 2 brings and if they'll make some more playable units and see where they might be pulling from next. I'm I'm undoubtedly sure that the next season will probably... uh, Because it's the show that's currently airing, I'm sure that we'll see some type of... uh, 
promotion material for The Witch from Mercury. I wouldn't be surprised to see the uh, lead protagonist from The Witch from Mercury end up in here as a playable unit. Well, yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. Um, I don't know anything about either of those things, but I think that that would be cool. Well, you should. Eh. You know a lot about wrapping up a podcast. I do know a lot about that. that. So let's get to our picks of the week. Yeah, let's get to our picks of the week and get out of here. Um, So, all right. So my pick of the week this week is going to be a little horror movie called... Don't you dare. (laughs) What? Better not be about pants. It's going to be called... uh, Actually, it's going to be called Watcher. uh, Because I I don't think that I shouted this out on the last episode that I was uh, on. Um, Anyway, Watcher is maybe uh, my favorite horror movie of this year. Um, If it's not, it's tied with barbarian uh it is a slow burn almost like giallo uh neo fucking slasher i I, it's good it's very good um micah monroe is in it she was the lead girl in uh it follows and um yeah it's just good shit go check it out it's on shutter it's very very good All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah. My pick of the week is a song called Right Through Me by a band called The Home Team. This is another band I found on TikTok. Uh, I don't know what genre to describe them. I would call them pop punk, but I'm sure Josh would argue with me and tell me I'm a fucking idiot for calling them pop punk. You're probably uh, right. But that's the only thing that I can even think of to even try to uh, classify them as. I guess, like, modern pop punk would probably have to be it, because I really don't know anything else. But then the heavy use of autotune throws me off. So I don't know. But it's it's catchy, it's groovy, it's weird. It, it feels like something that you would smoke a lot of weed to and just have a good time. And I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Hell yeah. That sounds like, uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan? Okie dokie, Smokey. So mine uh, goes in tandem with my fucking Overwatch 2. One thing that Blizzard or whomever makes these has always done well is created animated shorts to go along with their Overwatch universe. And with the introduction of Overwatch 2... This is this is no different. So on YouTube, if you search up Overwatch 2 animated short Kiriko, uh, you can find and watch their newest short, and it is simply incredible. It's about 10 minutes long, and I wish they would just produce a show at this point because the amount of character building and just choreography that goes into these shorts is fantastic. Like... This one starts off super wholesome, like will warm you straight to the heart, and then it slowly gravitates in towards an internal conflict with Kiriko. Like you're you're learning a little bit about her and her struggles, and then almost in the blink of an eye, it turns into one of the most badass choreographed scenes 
that you could imagine with a bomb song to accompany it by this Japanese artist. And it is so much fun and it has these really badass moments. And in the midst of the badassery comes what it's one of the only like I it takes a lot to get me to like LOL, like guffaw, like, you know, belly laugh. But this had it like Sabrina and I were watching it together and I was dying because they just know how to hit these notes accurately. Like they know exactly when to sprinkle in a little bit of the sauce. And ultimately it wraps up with an even more heartwarming moment than when the short started. So it's incredible. I love every bit of it. It gives us an idea of who this Kiriko is and just opens the door to learn a little more about her. It's so much fun. And I think everyone should see it. Hell yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you watched Those fucking Overwatch shorts have always been great. I remember watching yes. the fucking, uh, the one for Bastion and just like fucking sobbing uncontrollably. Yep. Then <laughs> yep. the one with May. So good. Oh, I don't actually think that I've ever watched the one uh, with May. It's called, uh, I don't know if it's called Watchpoint Antarctica or not, but it's, um, I think it's on the Play Overwatch YouTube. You can watch all of them, and there's a good few, mm-hmm. and they're they're all so worth it. Interesting. I'm gonna have to look at that. Yeah, because I would watch a whole movie just off of May's life. Oh, I love May. May was my was like my favorite character in Overwatch One. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. She feels just as all right. Well. As she ever has. <laughs> what did you just say? I said she feels just as busted in two as she ever has. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's well, she's fun to play. I main May in Overwatch one. She was my fucking go-to. Did you like uh, her because she was busted? That's beside the point. <laughs> her and her and Sombra were are probably the two characters I played the most. Did they ever do a short for Sombra? Uh, I don't think so. That's a disgrace. They did one for D.Va, which is incredible. Well, I'm not going to play Overwatch 2 again until they do a short for Sombra. Oh, my gosh. Oh, here we <laughs> go. Madison is kicking me in the back and telling me that they did do one for Sombra. Let me see. Yeah, they might have. Because I don't think I've seen that one. They did a one for... Uh, yeah. Uh, hang on. You're talking about the animated shorts? Yes. Oh, Infiltration. Yeah. I forgot about that one. All right. Well, I'm going to watch that right now. Yeah, that one's okay. Um, Shooting Star is great. That's the one with D.Va. Shooting Where's Star. the one for May? D.Va, okay. I remember the D.Va one. D.Va one was good, too. Okay, it's called Rise and Shine for May. Rise and Shine. Okay. I'm going to go watch that again. Yep. I, I think Watchpoint Antarctica is a fucking map. Or is it, maybe that's Chippewa. No, I think you're I right. Watchpoint. Uh, it was... Um, it is a map. Oh, it? what... what I think it was one of the holiday maps. Yeah, yeah. that's what but it is. But yeah, you, I, it 100% was. Yeah, they just, there's, I typed in uh, Overwatch animated shorts, and there's like 13, 14 videos that you could watch, and they're all so good. Did you guys know? Except the one for Sombra. On the day that Overwatch 2 released, there was a dramatic increase on... Uh, <clears throat> Please don't say fights. Pornhub. There was a <laughs> It was like the number one searched thing for like the entire day. That's so annoying. <laughs> it was all Widowmaker. Oh, of course, of course. 
Which uh, I'm surprised it wasn't later, Kiriko. I get it. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. Wait, isn't Kiriko like super young though? I don't think so. She lives on her own. Yeah, okay. She's an adult. She has like an apartment. Okay. I just I don't know these things. I just feel like I remember her being like the little sister to somebody, and I was like, oh, that means she's three. No. <laughs> I just, I always hear the word little sister and think, like, tiny baby. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. But, anyway. Time to go type Widowmaker in somewhere. Wow. Mm, No. As always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bob Hunting Pickles and the Culture Bob family of content. You can find this here uh, in Endeavor, we'll, we'll call that. Um at uh on instagram at culture underscore bop uh and then there's the youtube channel where uh i i think i said this on the last show i'm planning on having videos uh possibly two out um within the next month or so we'll just we'll have to play it by ear to see how that goes but uh if you want to check out any of the videos that are already made uh you can go to youtube.com slash c slash culture bop I am available on Twitter at the TheBebopMan182. I am on Instagram at uh, BebopMan182 and on Twitch at the underscore BebopMan. Uh, Dylan is available on Twitter at OMDizzyTV, on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, all at OMDizzy. Uh, and then you can find old Austin Head, Mr. Gundam himself. Uh, he's available <laughs> on Twitter at Big Papa Plays, on Twitch at Big Papa Plays, on Instagram at Big Papa Plays, and on TikTok at Big Papa Plays. Finally, if you like what we're doing, you like hearing our voices, you know, all of that jazz, you like any of the stuff that we're doing here, then uh, consider supporting us. We have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash culturebop. And, uh... We've uh, we've got some pretty cool stuff over there. We've got early access to podcasts, uh, and uh, it was originally videos, but it's only podcasts now, um, just because of YouTube logistics and and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, we have early access to podcasts. We have uh, things like our Patreon decided uh, via vote topic of the show. Uh, we just had that one come out. Um, Yesterday, as the day, as of the day of this recording, so that was a thing, and we'll have another one in October. Those are once a month. Uh, just, just a whole bunch of stuff over there. Um, not only that, we've got a Discord. So, uh, if you want to come and and hang out and talk about nerd stuff with us, uh, let's do that. Let's talk about nerd stuff. Um, I I don't really know what our server name is. Question mark. I don't know how to tell people to look for it. Uh, is is it just called Culture Bop? Do, do, do you guys know how Discord yes, works? I don't. I don't know how Discord works. It's the Culture Bop Discord. Okay. Server. Yeah. So go uh, go look for that, um, or shoot us a shoot us a message on the socials. Shoot us up. D- don't do that. Um, don't do that. I, I don't want that. Yeah. Nope. I I don't condone it. Condone any of that. Um, but uh, yeah, hit us up on the socials, and uh, we'll we'll get you an invite to the Discord. Um, got a bunch of cool stuff, bunch of cool stuff. Um, so 
be sure to check us out. Uh, and like I said, if, if you like what we're doing, just consider uh, tossing us a few bucks. Um, definitely would help us out. Oh, boy. But uh, I think that is it. I think that's the end of our show. Sounds like it's it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, until next time, goodbye.